stayed up way too late. What? I said I stayed up way too late. Oh. <laughs> Is that recording? Yes. Oh. All right, cool. The red light. Yeah. Your indicator. Yeah. If we see that go off, then we have a problem. Oh, yeah, yeah, that's not good. <laughs> yeah, we have to call Houston. Oh. What's going on, everybody? Thomas and I are actually hanging out at Thomas's place today. Yeah, Plan B. We'll yeah, Plan B. Yeah, we meant to actually record this podcast yesterday, but uh, we had a meeting with a friend of mine for website and logo and some different stuff. And of course, you know, worked out a little bit. That's yeah. important. Yeah. But uh, we had to get together at Thomas's place today just because Amber's still sleeping. It's early in the morning. Walker's sleeping. We got to get this done. We got to make things happen. So we're here hanging out at Thomas's house with this super awesome memorabilia behind us. Uh, for the people who are watching the video, if you couldn't tell already by looking in the background, Thomas and I are both huge Michael Jordan fans. So you can see a bunch of random Michael Jordan stuff here. Yeah. He, he has his stuff all decked out. Mine's still in boxes from our move. So I, I got to kind of get on that. But. It, it got it got to the point where there was so much stuff that I had to do something because it was just laying around and and I know you can't see it but there's even more <laughs> just everywhere. So so uh, what's new with you, man? How is things? Are you officially like into the new position? As of yesterday, mm-hmm. yes. And we can tell what that is, right? What? We tell what your position is. Yeah. yeah okay. Yeah. All right. So yeah, good. Tell him. So, yeah, we talked about it in the previous podcast, the lieutenant process, so that is now official. Mm-hmm. Uh, that's my new title. I don't start as far as working until tomorrow night, but it officially took place last night. Yeah, t- uh, Thomas is the man because he's about to, he's, work, he's working nights, so he yeah. has to, it's like, it is 8 o'clock in the morning right now, and he's going to have to stay up all day and tonight pretty far into the night i'll probably <laughs> stay up until 3 a.m and three or four and sleep after that yeah and try my best to stay asleep during the day oh my god make it work uh i haven't slept in once you, this weekend you what i haven't slept in once this weekend like i got up yesterday i was up at like 4 50 i just woke up and was ready to go day shift jesus the day for that was like i don't know seven maybe so oh and now yeah. here we are getting up early again for the podcast. Yeah. <laughs> it's all right. It's all right. You gotta yeah. do what you got to do. Yeah, man. Yeah, tell me about it. I, uh, so I fly Tuesday to Australia mm-hmm. um, with John Russin to go teach the PPSC out in Sydney uh, with our other uh, main instructor, master instructor, uh, Simon. So that's going to be a good time. Haven't been down under before. Yeah. You mean the Australian government's not like California and shutting everything down? As far as I know, no. Because of a flu? Yeah, no. Yeah. As far yeah. as I know, okay. nothing is going on. <laughs> Flights are good. Every like, So I fly, kind of like fly from RDU to San Francisco, have like a short 45-minute layover, and then go from San Francisco straight to Sydney, 15 and a half hours mm-hmm. uh, on the planes. That's going to be a great mm-hmm. time. Um but I'm pumped. It should be really cool. Um, we're going to be doing some really cool stuff there. And uh, other than that, that's kind of the biggest thing for me going on right now. And uh, I'm pumped. I can't wait. And you're going to be there a week. Yep. Yeah. Yep. Going to yeah. be there a week. Work on my Australian tan because I am pasty <laughs> white right now. And try all the new foods that everyone is telling me I need to try. Do you know what climate to expect? Like depending on what area. Of yeah, Australia? I think it's. Uh, I think it's actually going to be like 70s. Mm. Okay. Around there, I think I saw maybe a possibility of rain, but I have no it idea. Sounds about like here. Actually, this week coming up, it's supposed to be in the seventies, like a possibility of rain. Yeah. So, so we'll see. I've, I have. I'll no pretend idea. like I'm in Australia. Yeah. They tell I got to drink an Australian flat white, some kind of Australia. I never even drank. Yeah, co- I, I never drank a cup of coffee in my life. You heard it here. Facts. Never drank it. Oh. <laughs> Hold on. <laughs> coffee. Okay. I've never drank a single <laughs> cup of coffee in my life, but I'm gonna try it just because. How often do you get to go to Australia? This is true, but I don't even know if that's really coffee. Like, I don't, I don't I even no know idea. what that is. I if someone no came and asked me for a million dollars, what is that? I'd be like, ah. <laughs> I, I, I literally have no idea. Coffee. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> so what we're going to be doing today, guys, is uh, talk, like, especially since the start of what we're doing with the day one perspective and everything that we're going to be kind of building moving forward, 
is we thought it would be good to talk about the topic of finding your why and what that means to you and kind of like what ours is and if you're having trouble finding your why what are some things that thomas and i have done in our lives that we could share with you kind of just some practical information to help you find yours and kind of get that snowball rolling for you yep one of the things i like to do with any topic is to try to define it uh webster defines as for what cause reason or purpose that's kind of it's one of those definitions where what does why mean it means why (laughs) there's just not a lot of a lot of substance there not to me at least um so when you have a definition in my opinion that's vague you got to find your definition for your why what's the meaning of your why Uh, for me your why is pretty much your purpose of of struggle um if you're if you're not struggling to do it it's probably not worth it uh if something's too easy then you really don't have to find the why you're just doing it be it breathing going to sleep waking up making a cup of coffee yeah i I heard i heard an awesome quote that was from a, a friend of mine i saw on facebook i don't think it was his um but i might butcher this but essentially it says you define yourself by what you're willing to struggle for yep so, and exactly. I thought that was awesome. Yep. And I was and I th- I was like, boom, that's it. Yep. That's like that's your why. You yeah. Know? Like why do you wake up every single morning? What kind of drives you to do the things you do, whether that is something for yourself, serving your family, accomplishing a goal? Like what is what is that thing deep inside of you that is driving you every single day to get out of bed and do the things that you do? Yeah. And it's not the same for everybody. It's not going to be. It wouldn't make sense cuz we're all different and some things that motivate other people it's not going to always be the same because you, you'll get the people that, oh, you should be motivated by this. Why are you not motivated by this? Well, I'm not the same as you. Mm-hmm. We have different goals. We have different personalities. So, of course, what I'm motivated by is not going to be the same as you. And I think that also life circumstances, maybe how you grew up or things mm-hmm. that you went through are also going to shape your why <laughs> as well. So I think, again like you said your why is going to be extremely unique to you Mm -hmm. you know everybody's not going to have the same why and like you could look at it really uh you could look at it really bluntly like Mm -hmm. people go in the gym like that's kind of like a generalized why like why are you in the gym i want to get healthier and look better yeah so everybody can kind of have a why here and there like kind of the same but if you look a little bit deeper into each individual the why of why they want to do that is a little bit different. Yes. So yeah. on the surface level, it could be the same, uh, but deep down, there's always something that drives it home a little bit more. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I would agree with that. I think, and then you may have some people that are like super, super, just uh, ready to go, and and maybe their deeper or what should be their deeper why is actually coming out on the surface. Mm-hmm. Um, so, but what about for you? You know. What's the importance of finding your why? Why is that? Why is that so key to you? I think that the why is like a, your compass. Mm-hmm. Your it, it, your why defines the decisions that you make. Your why can define how you act. It, your why can define the people that you surround yourself with. Uh, it kind of, like I said, it's it's kind of like your overall compass, and that's kind of how I view it. And <clears throat> the biggest thing that I kind of think of when it comes to like defining your why or finding your why or whatever it may be, whatever you want to call it, is that your why can always change and always evolve. And sometimes mm-hmm. I think that's a good thing. Yeah. Sometimes if you if your why is the same your entire life, you're not going to make have any progression. No. So and in your why could be a little thing. It could be a big thing. And I know for me, just looking back on my life and kind of figuring out, you know, what my why was at the time. So keeping things kind of easy, kind of looking at the highlights of my life. At one time, my why was my girlfriend, yeah, or which is now my current wife, where we finished high school together and we were looking at colleges and she was looking at different ones than I was and, and you know, we weren't sure if we were going to you know, be together. But right. I knew it was just kind of like one of those things where like, you know what love is when it hits you. Yeah. Um, as cliche as that sounds, where I was like, no, I, I definitely need to spend my time and be with her. I don't need, I don't want to lose her because I right. know that she's my future. So she was my why. And uh, that's why we ended up going to the same school together and 
here we are now married with right. Walker and, and so forth. Um, but that also progressed to my next why was, you know, I wanted to be the best professional paintball player right. um, to step foot on the earth. Now, did I become a professional paintball player? Did I do well? Yes, I did. Right. Was I the best? No, but that's because my why changed. and yeah, my why changed. Yeah. My circumstances changed. Um, and honestly, I think that's the best thing that never happened now, to me. Now, if your why changes, does that make you a failure? Oh, that's good, dude. Yeah. Like, yeah, you know, no. So at when I stopped playing paintball, when my why changed, I did go through a short period of like feeling like failure, right? Because right. I didn't get to being the best. Now, the goal I set for myself was I want to become a professional paintball player, right. and I met that goal. And then it kind of progressed, and and me, just how I always, I am, I'm always like, I want to be the best. Yeah. Yeah. Wherever I'm doing, I want to be the best. It's just your drive. Yeah, Yeah. that's just me. And like, whether that's the very best player on my team, the very best player on earth to ever play the game, whatever it was, I I wanted to be the best. Which in and of itself is subjective. I mean, yeah, it's very rare that there's a large enough gap in in the pro of anything that everyone's going to agree on. But the the pursuit of it, being your why, Mm -hmm. is always a healthy thing. Yeah. So, but once once you change that, as you said, compass or I kind of like to think of it as a bowling alley with the rails up. Yeah, it keeps that ball going. It keeps it going straight. It may not be straight on its path. There may be some some curves in that path, but yeah. it's always going straight in the grand scheme of things. Just because that change or you go to a different lane, you're still doing the same thing. You're just doing it for a different why absolutely and yeah. it's not necessarily a, a failure because your why changes that's that's just life things change your priorities mm-hmm. change your goals change and i think it would be where the failure would come is if you didn't adapt your why and yeah. you just stayed on that same path meanwhile you're you're starting to falter because that why is just not truly fuel anymore that's mm-hmm. kind of to the juvenile part of it my most juvenile why was i think for most of us probably the same thing when it comes to the gym just want to look good you want mm-hmm. to be strong because you're a kid and you're growing up and you, you see all these things and you want to be the strongest fastest and and look the best and have abs and big old arms <laughs> but that's a very juvenile why now imagine <clears throat> and we've all seen those people in the gym or know somebody like this if that why never changes and they're 35 it's probably not someone you enjoy being around right because that is such a juvenile thing mm-hmm. however like you said your why changed so so once you're and I didn't want to, not to cut you off or no, derail you're good. you, you're good. but once you evolve, because I'm sure at some point you had that same why, mm-hmm. and then you talk about your relationship, you talk about going to college, paintball, professional, and it's starting to change. So, yeah. so where'd you go from there? So I went from playing professional paintball to that going away, and it was going away for a good reason. Um, you know, the, the team separated. We have some entrepreneurs on the team that started some big businesses. You know, a couple of people like myself got married. Some people went to school. Um, so it wasn't that I just like dropped off or got cut. Right. Um, did I still feel like a failure? Y- yes. Um, just because that like kind of defined me for a long, many, right. many years of my life. But when it, uh, you know, when I got past that, my why shifted to at this point, uh, Amber and I got married and now I have to figure out how do I support not only myself, but someone else and live this quote unquote successful life. And when I look at as a successful life, it's not always about it's not about money, but it's about being happy, do, being able to do the things that I want to do. And what what is my why now to make me do those things? What's my why to make me happy? And uh, it's pretty interesting because. When I finished school, I we talked about this in the previous podcast, I started working for CCBI for mm-hmm. Wake County and working for the crime scene agency who people don't know what that is. And uh, I worked in processing. And my why for that job was great, you know, benefits and everything. I was like, okay, so right. this is supporting my why. My, my why at this time is supporting my wife, having a successful marriage, being happy, those type of things, which later on down the road started to go down because I hated the job yeah yeah and i was like this isn't serving my why and it was actually in that hardship of that job that developed the why that i have today right which was i naturally just 
I'm a people person. Mm -hmm. And as you know, (laughs) and uh, I'm a big people person. And I have this huge, like, I'm super lighthearted. I'm super fun. I like to make people laugh. And, you know, and I don't, I don't take things too seriously, but I, I always have this passion for serving others right. whether that is just serving you by making you laugh or mm-hmm. serving you by helping you like to this day with your health whatever it is yeah and in that career field i wasn't doing that i kind of felt like i was working on a line i was working horrendous hours that took a toll on my health kudos to you because you yeah. do the same thing mm-hmm. i do uh, or i did and um it was just really challenging and it didn't i what i literally was waking up in the morning like why am i even waking up like seriously you know like yeah, i had yeah. no why behind it like yeah. I, I didn't i didn't have any passion i didn't have any drive in it like it wasn't serving me it wasn't benefiting me in any way it wasn't benefiting amber in any way like nothing it, it was literally a paycheck yeah and but that's all it was and i you know i don't do what i do for money and uh you know i, I think that money is is way overlooked as a why and are not way overlooked, but it's uh, too concentrated on right. as a why. That's too many people's drive. Oh, I got to make money. Well, I can promise you that no matter how much money you have, because I have a lot more money now than I used to. <laughs> yeah. And like, it doesn't change anything. Like, no. you know, it doesn't make yeah. me any happier. What makes me happy is spending time with my son. What makes me happier is serving other people, spending time with my wife, spending time with my friends like you. And like that, that's what makes me happy. Yeah. And that like a little subset of the why and talking about money Money to me just makes you more flexible. It's not gonna make you happier. It, it should yeah, be your defining. I would agree with that. It just makes you more flexible. Mm-hmm. You can do a little different things, but it, it, it's not gonna fulfill you. Yeah. Uh, so essentially, what you know, fast forward, I you know talked about going back to school and all that yeah. stuff. So my why drove me to going back to school, getting another degree. To essentially, my why really is, I want to be happy making other people happy and whether that's improving their health making them stronger being better versions of themselves that's my why because i know like what health and fitness has done for me um has absolutely changed my life and made me the person that i am and that the health and fitness side of things training makes me a better version of myself makes me a better father makes me a better friend makes me a better husband makes me a better coach so i want to take the stuff that I want to take that success and that happiness and what it gave to me and I want to pay it back right. and make that other people's, you know, life as well. So that that's kind of like my why in its current state, like serving others, making them happy. And when that comes full circle and clients come to me and they can't thank me enough for getting them out of pain, for making them healthier, they can play with their children, they can do things they want to do and just they can live a better high performance life mm-hmm. for themselves. That That's my why. Yeah. Yeah, it definitely is a ever evolving thing. Mm-hmm. Um, for me, <clears throat> I started out just like any we already talked about, just like any young man. You know, I just wanted to look strong and and have abs and big arms, and then it evolved. And for me, like I, and sometimes they come from dark places. Like I was very insecure about my body uh, when I graduated high school. I was six three and. At best, 145. String bean. Yeah, yeah. And, and you knew me then. <laughs> right, yeah, yeah. But thankfully, I was always genetically gifted with a lot of strength. <laughs> yeah, that, <laughs> even, that you were. Even then. That you were. Because um, I think, I think, oh, I know I weighed more than you do, but you, oh, were, yeah. you were definitely still stronger than yeah. me by a long shot. Yeah. And I, you still are. I still remember. Damn I still... <laughs> It depends on what we're doing. <laughs> we start to the one-legged, single leg, single work. leg work. You're you know, in my world now. Yeah, screw you. Um, <laughs> but I, I still remember to this day. This is how important it was to my psyche. Then I still remember. Now I can't tell you the day. I can tell you roughly the time because my weightlifting class was right before lunch at this time. I was a senior, and again, six foot three, one forty-five. So not just the fact that I didn't weigh a lot. But you're talking about really long arms, everything that can go against you in a power lift like that, mm-hmm. I had. <laughs> so I wasn't very wide, very long arms, so a long bar path. But I benched 225. Mm-hmm. And I was like, heck yeah. King of to go the eat. world, yep. baby. Yeah, I hadn't. I met that why. To me at that time, that felt like the definition of strong. Mm-hmm. Like you see those two plates, those two forty fives on each side, and you're like, "Yeah, I'm a man." <laughs> yeah. So my why had already changed even through my formative years from just wanting to look strong to be strong. Mm-hmm. 
and what you define as strong is again subjective for everybody because if i took your average man and like your friend yesterday Mm -hmm. great guy but we take him to the gym his perception of my strength is going to be different than thor's oh yeah right (laughs) yeah thor's gonna look at me and for y'all that don't know i'm talking about a powerlifter professional powerlifter and strong man which he's, I think he's in first place right now at yeah, Arnold I think so. Road. Yeah. Yeah. He would look at me and be like Shout out Thor. You weakling. Yeah. <laughs> like he yeah, it wouldn't be anything to him. But my why changed. So when I got out of high school, I was still chasing that why. And it started to become who I was in the aspect of I felt like that I was doing myself a disservice if I wasn't gonna be the best version of myself. Why well, I could be. I've always, I had this biggest fear that I was going to turn 30 and everything was downhill from that. <laughs> which I'm only four months into this, so it could still all be downhill. And I'm sure if people listening, it's like, yep. Yeah, it's you're all looking downhill. pretty old, dude, to be honest with you. I'm not going to lie. I know I'm 29 now, but got some age on you. So I, uh, I continued with that, but then my why started changing. Like, I was trying to figure out what I wanted to do, I was trying to figure out where I wanted to be in life. And, we talked about this in the first podcast and I pushed towards law enforcement and drove myself that way. And that in and of itself, that career field, my whole goal was, all right, be the best that you can be. And you see people that come in and they just want to kind of exist or get by or, or just kind of find their little pathway to, to success mm-hmm. by using some back doors and not having to pay their dues so to speak yeah so let me let me let me interrupt you what do you think when you see an individual because this is something that i've had to kind of had to have a self-check with when you see somebody kind of floating through life in the sense of they don't have a why or maybe they do have a why Mm -hmm. but let's just say quote unquote the best way to put it like they seem lazy about it and they're like yeah whatever Mm -hmm. they don't want to put in the work but they complain about not having the result or not accomplishing the goal but they're not putting in the work does that annoy you and frustrate you or is it a call to action for you to go and help them it used to be a very big annoyance for Mm -hmm. me like almost to the point of writing someone off Mm -hmm. it's like man this guy or this girl whatever right what a waste Mm -hmm. it has in more recent years become kind of that call of action with a caveat so one of the and I'm sure we'll get to this at a different podcast, but for me, one of the, the factors to failure, one of the things that's going to drive you to failure is wasted movement mm-hmm. and efficiency. Yeah. So my caveat to that call of action is I will reach my hand out. Mm-hmm. I will try to provide them with tools or, or kind of lead them towards success, Yeah. but I'm not going to do it for them and I'm not going to spin my wheels. Yeah. And that sounds harsh to some degree, but, People have to understand that some people just are not going to be that way. And you can't help someone that's not willing to help themselves. So, right. but, and you can't do the work for them. No, you can't. You know you what I mean? So as it, much as you may want to, you right. can't. And that's like my position as a coach. Like I can give you the best training program. I can optimize your movement. I can do everything I can. I can give you all the tools, but right. I can't do the work for you no. to give you the results. Nope. So, But yeah, that was just a curious question I had, but continue on with your story about how your why evolved. Yeah, and I, and I would see kind of people just wanting to, to find the backdoor way to their success, and I just I didn't want to be that. So my why was, let me come in. I'm going to outwork, work longer, work harder, uh, take every second to improve myself and just be the hardest worker in the room. Yeah. Well, that's great and all, and if I held on to that why, guess what, I would probably still be in the same spot I was. But then my why started to change. And one of the major events that changed my why was becoming a field training officer. Mm -hmm. I didn't realize, I thought I was going to enjoy it, but I didn't realize how much fulfillment I got out of taking something brand new, someone completely green, doesn't know what's going on. blank canvas. Yes, (laughs) and painting them into a great officer. So... When I found that passion, it changed my why. Mm-hmm. My why is no longer can I be the hardest worker in the room. <gasps> Bless you. Jeez. I it's no longer. That out. <laughs> no, we'll leave it. <laughs> it. It's no longer about being the hardest worker in the room. It's just not. It's about how many people 
can I help find success without the back doors? I don't need you to be the best friend of the right people. I don't need you to see how many corners you can cut on this or that. No, I want to mold this person to where they're like, oh, this, this, this needs to be done. This is the most efficient way. This is what we're going to do. Take charge. Take charge of their life. Take charge of individual tasks that need to be done. If I can create fellow leaders or people better than I am at what I'm doing, mm-hmm. then that's my why now. I, I uh, had to pass off my current badge. So our, each individual badge, unlike upstate New York or up north doesn't have an individual numbers but one bigger thing, agencies yeah but what we have down south in a lot of areas is you'll have badges that may say master deputy or just say officer in our case yeah well my badge says sergeant on it mm-hmm. and i needed to pass them off because captain gave me my lieutenant stuff and you pass it off to to my sergeant so that he had his badges and rank insignia right so and we'll end up doing a formal ceremony, but that'll be later. I handed them off, and my message when I handed them off was, do better with that than I did. Mm-hmm. And for some people, that's probably just like, oh, yeah, that's just, you know, whispering nice nothings into someone's ear, pillow mm-hmm. talk. <laughs> and it's, no, truly, if I can help this person do better than I did, then I'm moving the whole boat. I'm moving the whole ship forward, and that's my why. Mm-hmm. Like, that's the biggest compliment and says a lot about my own skill set. Yeah. Um, I, I want to see other people successful. And, and again, I could have stayed in that juvenile, I want to be this, that, this, that, or the other, and not moved my compass or moved the needle. And like we were talking about, I probably would not be as successful and probably not be someone enjoyable to be around. Whereas I've allowed that to to change, and I haven't allowed my ego to control it, because that's that's another thing that's hard, and I see it a lot in my line of work. They don't want to let go of I'm the hardest worker in the room because it's ego. It's not yeah. a why. <laughs> it's an egotistical thing. Look at me, bang my chest. I'm the hardest worker in the room. Yeah, you are, but what's your true value? How much value are you really bringing? If you're not, if you're the only person that's getting all the awards and being the hardest worker in the room you're not as valuable as the person that's making everybody the yeah, hardest it's, it's kind of like it's uh one of the analogies that i like to think of it's kind of like having a huge to-do list yeah of like vacuum the carpet go to the grocery store uh clean the car wash the dog like all these little and you're going to be super busy mm-hmm. all day but are you being productive and moving the needle forward towards an actual goal right and that's where i think a lot of people uh lose their focus is they feel like they're busy they do a lot of busy work and it but then at the end of the day if they really took the time to look back it's like man i did do all that stuff but it didn't really move that needle of true progress forward it it didn't amount to much yeah and um that was something that i mean that's something for even me like finding my why that's something that i even have to do sometimes it's just like keep like a checks and balances system of like, am I being busy or am I being productive? And that can change too, in the sense of what used to be just busy work was uh, like the list that you gave out, washing the car, cleaning the carpet, going to the grocery store. That changes too, as your skill set changes, like Mm -hmm. going back to what I was talking about for my line of work, answering calls and stopping cars. That's busy work at this point. Mm hmm. Not because it's not important, because it is important. It's important to accomplish our day-to-day mission and goals. But is it really moving the needle forward? Yeah. As much as picking up a book, picking up an article, grabbing a newer, younger, impressionable person and molding them into thinking of a broader spectrum. Yeah. That's moving the needle. And that will eventually change. And that's that's what progression is. So it doesn't stay necessarily those super rudimentary things it, it, it evolves too so and you have to recognize that being tomorrow <clears throat> tomorrow's your first day as a new lieutenant yes so at this current time as we speak on this podcast what is your why now what is that he evolved into going into that position 
So, and I've already openly said it, and it's it's important to, in, in my opinion, it's important to share this because if if you don't, people tend to kind of push back because they don't understand why you're doing things. I've already told my sergeant my goal is to make him into a lieutenant. It's my personal belief a lieutenant's job. There are many goals associated, <laughs> but one of the most important is to make the next lieutenant. The sergeant, his goal should be to make the next sergeant. Build someone up to be able to replace you. Mm-hmm. If you have a big ego, that can be counterintuitive, but that's another topic. Yeah. So my goal is to come in there initially, and thankfully I didn't have to move squads, and the people that are working with me now, they've all worked for me. And basically at this point, almost everybody in this police department I've worked with I think that that's obvious, but I'm going to reset that expectation of myself and for them to have that same expectation. It's not just to sit there at the head of the table and be point able to fingers. Yeah, point fingers and, and give out medial tasks and feel like that I'm moving the, the needle because I'm not. It, okay, Big Will, we handled complaints. We handled these calls for service. We went out and did traffic enforcement to bring down the percentage of wrecks that are occurring in certain areas that's good and those are goals but i'm not moving the needle no one's really starting to to become the next sergeant next lieutenant that's important to me mm-hmm. so i'll establish those expectations of myself and and help or go after their help elicit their help in holding me accountable to that so that way we're all growing my goal and my why at this point is to build whoever's working for me those five six how many ever people it is at that time Mm -hmm. that's directly underneath me so to speak to mold them all into success stories Mm -hmm. and to be able to build them up into the next position to be able to take my spot and at that point i mean i don't know what's where i'm sitting today i don't know of a better why for me because that that is ultimate drive and yes i still have the drive of my own self-improvement i still have the drive of of being strong and all all my whys i didn't just delete them mm-hmm. i mean some you eventually get rid of kind of like being the best professional paintball player it's yeah. just not relevant at this point but there's many that i'm sure you've held on to and kept yeah because they are relevant and just because you change your why or change your focus doesn't mean the rest of the whys go away mm-hmm. i'm still working on myself it'd be ignorant to stop working on myself yeah but it, it does come to a point where you need to work on others as well and that's just where i'm at do you feel like uh saying that your why could almost be we were talking earlier about how like everybody has a different why Mm -hmm. but if you could also bring it back and make everybody's why the same the i think that one of the things that you could say about having the same why as someone else is being the best version of yourself that's my why yeah like being the best version of myself means i want to do everything i can to be the best husband to be the best father, to be the best coworker, to be the best coach, to be the best instructor, like whatever it is, that could be a why. Like I wake up every morning because I want to be the best version of me. Right. And that best version of me is going to make waves or sprinkle in and kind of affect other people. And that's, I think, I just think that's like one thing that I think, for me, at least, I, I that's kind of my current why. I want to be the best version of myself. I want to eat healthy. I want to train. I want to learn. I want to educate. Like I want to be the best version of me so that can trickle into hopefully that helping you be the best version of you. Like from you being in contact with me, I want to be, I want to be that person that if someone's struggling, I can be that person, be like pull them out right. to, to help them. I want to be the best version of myself to help other people. So but, I'm, uh, that, that, that's, you know, my thought on that. Really. Let me, uh, let me put you on the spot. Oh, let's <laughs> do it. Um, what about the whys that you already know may not be truly obtainable for you or just not attainable for anybody? What, how is that okay to you? Because I, I know there's there's personalities, there's people out there that if they think there's no chance, they're just not even going to attempt it. So let me kind of paint this picture for you. Yeah. Let's say if my why was to be, 
I don't know. We'll go back to the juvenile, the strongest person in the world. Mm -hmm. That's not obtainable for 99.99% because the strongest person in the world is just one individual. Mm -hmm. For some people, the response to that would just be, well, uh, that's stupid. Why am I going to waste my time doing something I can't do? Then you have the other mindset, to me the successful mindset, which is if I shoot for the stars, then... I'm going to go pretty high. I may not make it to the stars, but I'm going to be way farther than if I was shooting for the clouds. Mm -hmm. Does that make sense? Like to you, what makes it okay to, to kind of shoot for the stars knowing you probably not ever going to make it. Like if you ever shot for the stars or something knowing, okay, I probably won't reach this, but this is going to take me pretty far. Yeah. Uh, that's a really good question. So there's two things I can think about really, uh, like the first thing, I, I guess the first thing would be when I was telling you before, like I want to be the best paintball player in the world. Right. Right. And I think any younger kid about a sport always dreams of that. Right. And I made it to the professional level, which I would. So I guess to, to use your analogy, I was aiming for the stars. Right. going to be the best paintball player that ever walked this earth. I didn't achieve that specific thing. Again, I know you said that's relative. Yes. Um, but I made it to the professional level and competed against the best players in the world. Right. So it's kind of like I shot for the stars and I kind of didn't make it all the way there, but I was there kind of thing. Um, and then there's been other times in my life where um, maybe I did set a glass ceiling for myself and you're like, you know what? I don't think I can probably do that. Uh, let me give you a perfect example. I'm going to be total transparent, like kind of like a humble conversation here. But so it, I'm going to Australia this weekend. Right. Right. So being in the career field that I'm in, uh, anybody that knows me knows that my mentor slash role model is Dr. John Russon. And somebody that has greatly affected my life in a really great way, not only professionally, but also personally. And when I first started hearing about him and and reading his stuff and all that, and when he started coming out with his, you know, his certification course and all that, I was like, man, I was like, this is game changing everything for me. And my thought was, how amazing how freaking cool would it be to eventually work alongside him doing whatever it is whatever that was i had no idea at the point but it was just like how can i how can i be in john's circle how can i how can i be his friend and serve him and make him better right by paying it forward to him for what he's done for me sure but it was that goal where I was just like, yeah, never in a million years. This dude yeah. is like way up here. I'm way down here. He barely knows who I am. This guy's global. I'm Johnston County. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah. And it was just, you know, it's just crazy. And and fast forward from putting in the work and not only putting in the work, but just being a good person. Right. Like, you know, being a good friend to him, helping him out any way I could, whether that was just writing an article for his site or just whatever it was, but just building that relationship. Um eventually turned into now I'm on his staff and I'm flying with him to Australia Australia. to teach a course to almost a hundred people. Like saying it now is blowing my mind right this second, you know? So it's just like, I set a glass ceiling for myself. I didn't shoot for the stars, but now sometimes just with that mindset of having that strong, why push through that glass ceiling? And now I'm doing something that, I thought was never going to be attainable, right. which is cool. If that answers your question. Yeah, yeah, it does. It's just kind of, I was curious, you know, and I knew you wouldn't have the same mindset. And thankfully I haven't come across it as much as we probably did like in high school or college. But I was just curious because you know, there are people that, well, that's a waste of time. I'm never going to get there. Why would I do that? Mm-hmm. That's a waste of time. I'll go. And this is not a knock on anybody. Do not take it this way. I'll just go work at Starbucks for 30 years. Now, there are people, and I see it all the time at McDonald's because that used to be the joke 20 years ago. Oh, yeah. You can go flip burgers at Burger yeah. King or McDonald's. Yeah, some of those yeah. people that were flipping burgers said, you know what? I'm going to do this to the best of my ability. 
they chased their why, and now they're district managers, regional managers, franchise owners. Yeah, franchise owners. Something crazy. So, so don't take that as a slight. I'm just using it as a metaphor. But there are people that are just they're just fine with flipping the burgers. You know mm-hmm. what I mean? They're just fine with making the coffee. And you know what? That goes back to the other conversation about that helping hand. You know, sometimes if that's where the person wants to be, that's where the person wants to be. Yeah, good and for them, people's happiness and their why is relative to them. Yes, like yeah, you it's said, not a, it, it, it's not a, a uh, I think some people in our our realm of the world and our positions, like they take it as a slight if mm-hmm. somebody doesn't jump on board. Well, well, you can't do that either. Society has developed these markers of success, right? Where it usually has to do with money and position yeah. and stuff like that, but like. Dude, if I wanted to make like 25k a year and like stay at home and play video games and basketball but still was able to support my family and just yep. do whatever I wanted and that's what made me truly happy, it doesn't matter what anybody else thinks. So be you know what I mean? That's their why. That's what they want to yeah. do. If they're happy, that's all that matters. Yeah. And or it could be the total opposite where somebody wants to be like a owner of a Fortune 500 company and have millions of dollars and like they're but and they're truly happy. Um you know, it's just all relative, right. man. Like so yeah. so for everybody that's listening, like your why is relative to you. Don't let other people dictate your why. Don't let them shape your why. Um, don't let money be your why because that just leads down a really bad yeah. path anyways. But like your your why is relative to you and it's always going to evolve just like you heard me and Thomas tell our stories. It's always going to change um, it, or it may go back to something that it used to be. Like, it it, back, it, yeah. you know, but I think having an evolving why or a changing why through the different phases of your life is what's going to make you, again, that better version of yourself. Um, you know, so don't don't let anybody or anything dictate how you feel like you should be living your life, what your why is and what makes you happy. So do you see on the horizon to kind of bring this all full circle? Do you see anything on the horizon that may be a why that's coming up for you or a why you're working toward to be in a position that you can then make that your why? Yeah. So my current why is, Mm -hmm. uh, or my current mindset of that of right now is I want to be the best possible instructor for the pain-free performance specialist certification. I want to not only serve other people on staff, Uh, and most importantly, John and the team. Um, But I really want to be the very, very best version of myself so that I can serve the people that we're trying to educate so that we can change the lives of the people that not only attend the course, but the people that they see as well. Right. That's my why. Yeah. That's that's pretty cool because you're not you're not just getting comfortable. You're not just sitting where you're at. Mm -hmm. So that's, that's pretty cool. So what would you say? for the listeners listening in i'm always like give practical tactical tangible things that people can use immediately after they listen so what's one to two things that you could give our listeners or watchers um things that they could do to help find their why or maybe just do a little bit better today to bring them closer to their why you got to build a the first thing you really need to do is you need to build a healthy relationship within we all have this person that's inside that's almost feels like a different person inside of you um it is kind of your your i don't know your imaginary friend so to speak and you you need to build a healthy relationship with that and for you to do that you need to sit down take the time Evaluate. Evaluate yourself. Evaluate your health. Evaluate your education. Evaluate your path. Write down where you want to be, what you want to do, and have that internal conversation with yourself. Be honest with yourself. Sit down and say, all right, how how important is this to me? How hard have I actually been working? Just because you feel like you're working hard doesn't mean you're actually working hard. Mm-hmm. You need to take a Again, full Again, moving inventory. that needle. Yeah, you need to take a full inventory. So the first step to me is sitting down, build that healthy relationship. The second tangible step is challenge yourself. And that doesn't necessarily mean you go out and run three miles because that's hard and makes you tired. Dude, I don't even want to do that. No, I don't want to do that at all. (laughs) (laughs) Challenge yourself. One of the ways I really challenged my, my way of thinking was I started reaching out and grabbing people like Jocko Willing, grabbing David Goggins, 
um, Neil deGrasse, Neil Tyson. What I can't even say his freaking name right now. <laughs> I don't have any sleep. Um, grabbing people of different avenues that are well educated, well informed, and just listening, sitting back and going, you don't know everything, you don't have a grasp of everything. Let's let's feed your brain some different things and and open your perspective. I think doing those two things sitting down, formulating a healthy relationship with yourself and opening your, broadening your horizons, those two things right there will realign you and help you to define your why. You can't just sit down and say, you know what, this is gonna be my why. It needs to be a well-formulated plan of Mm -hmm. action, a well-formulated why, make it realistic, start, where it's obtainable and start to grow from there. Mm-hmm. But you can't do that without doing those two things first for me. Yeah. I'd say for me, uh, first thing is kind of feeding off of what you said is one of the things I think of is finding a good mentor. Right. Uh, I think we'll, somebody who's been there, done that, uh, people who are educated, just like you were saying before, um, but finding a good mentor um, to really kind of bring out the best in you and maybe make you see things in a different lens or sometimes they can see things about yourself that you can't sometimes you know what i mean sometimes you're yeah sometimes your judgment gets clouded with certain things and they're like hey man you're really good at this or you're really passionate about this and you're like man i am like i want to start doing that that's what makes you tick that's what makes you have that's the best way to put it things that make you tick like those things that just drive you from the inside um so my first thing for me would be find a good mentor uh and then the second thing is is try everything yeah like if you truly don't know like this is a hard question for some people i know at a certain point in my life it was really hard for me and it's just like one of those things go out and do go and try like whether like tried this yep don't like it that's definitely not my why three miles running yeah so and (laughs) you know try different things until you find out man this is what i'm truly passionate about this is what gets me excited this is what makes me want to get up every morning and push as hard as i can um that those two things find a mentor and just try everything until you find it until you narrow it down yeah i definitely think the the trying of things is is within the same realm of education i mean you don't know what you haven't experienced. So mm-hmm. go out and experience it. It can only make you better. Even if it's a uncomfortable experience or something that you didn't like, mm-hmm. something you tried something that you didn't like, you grew from it. So definitely, I mean, I think that's key to, to building, building a stronger foundation for, for growth. So <clears throat> I'll finish off kind of what I want to leave everybody with. And that's this broad why. I think we all have it. Something you want to do or kind of how you see yourself before you ultimately expire on this earth. And the easiest way for me to explain that, and then I'll let you kind of give yours before we sign off. I've always seen myself, again, for the people that can't see, I've got all these different Jordan stuff, Star Wars, all these things that I loved as a kid and kind of have it on display. I kind of saw myself when I had that juvenile why as kind of like Wolverine. You know, I, as we've kind of talked about, and I'm sure we'll talk about more and other, you know, I kind of had a rough childhood. So I was angry. You know, I didn't really know the direction I wanted to go. And I just felt like Wolverine. I just knew I wanted to be strong and I wanted people to leave me alone. Mm-hmm. It's just kind of like, whatever. You know, I knew I had a good heart. I knew I would risk myself for even people I didn't know. I didn't want anybody to know that. I wanted to be left alone. I wanted to be that that guy that was just like, yeah. And everyone was kind of like, whoa, I don't know about him. He's kind of scary. He's really strong. He's big. Yeah. And now I kind of want to be like, for those Marvel nerds, I kind of want to transform into Beast. Are you familiar with with kind of the X-Men? Nope. Who Beast is? Nope. Okay. talking to the wrong guy here. Well, I'm about to educate you. Try something different, Tim. <laughs> yeah. You just brought that up. It's my new why. Go learn so everything about X-Men. You, I'm sure you know Wolverine. I <clears throat> yeah, mean, oh, for sure. Everyone knows that. Yeah. Beast is just as big, if not bigger, just as strong, just as scary looking. Mm-hmm. But he was well-educated, well-spoken. Mm-hmm. So he had that ability to rip your head off, but... He didn't act on it, mm-hmm. and he would sit down and... And didn't often, flaunt it, even. No, didn't flaunt it yeah. at all, and could sit down in the room and be one of the smartest people in the room and didn't shove it in anyone's face. So that's like kind of like 
my big long-term why and goal is I want to evolve. I, I'm in the process of doing that. I think in the past five years, people that have known me will joke about it at work like, man, you used to like be the guy that on the street, you would rip someone's head off if they did something to your people or, or tried to harm you in some way, whatever. I was just that rough, tough guy. Yeah. And now I'm kind of evolving into that more beast character of, more well-rounded, more educated, and not having have to... Have the capability, but you handle it differently. Handle it differently and not be defined by such juvenile-wise. Mm-hmm. So for you, what if I if I were to pose this question to you, you're, you're, you haven't even reached 30 yet. What's your long-term why? Like, what what's your long-term why for being 80 sitting on that porch? Who do you want to be? Yeah. <clears throat> um. Or has that even... Have you even factored that in yet? Is that a challenge to you now? No, you I leave I, this podcast. No, I always have. I always have a vision of kind of like how I want to live my life, and how I want to live my life currently is how I always want to live it moving forward. Right. Um, and it's just being in a position where I can have the flexibility uh, and just enjoy life um so my what i mean by that is you know having health is your most important thing so as long as you know when your family's healthy you got everything working for you and and my why for me is it it, you know what tom this is actually kind of a hard question to answer for me because right now i'm in a position where i am living my why every day to where like i I don't want it to change you know what i mean i love everything every day like right my family's healthy i you know my son is growing you know he's doing he's doing so well um amber's doing well in her new position i'm doing well in, in my career um and i'm just kind of you know i'm living it right now so maybe maybe i haven't thought about like 80 years old sitting on my farmhouse front yeah. porch about it but like i'm just kind of taking it right now right. And, and living it and maybe I've done all the right things in my life to bring me to where I am today, but I'm going to continue to do those right things. And my why may evolve like we talked about and just kind of, kind of roll with it, man. Hey, there's, there's, there's nothing wrong with that, man. Yeah. Yeah. So, you know, I I think I've bitten off a a large chunk of food when it comes to, I know a lot of people don't know me very well, but I have really dove into just the, the aspect of education and learning every little thing mm-hmm. and it really improved my overall intelligence. Mm-hmm. I, I think that's something that you can do your knowledge, not just your knowledge, but your true intellect can evolve. So if, if you're, if you're on the right path now, man, there's nothing wrong with not thinking about 80. Just for me, it's one of those things I've yeah. thought about and I know it keeps me on the rails. So yeah, yeah. good, good stuff, man. Cool. Good stuff. Yeah. Uh, guys, we appreciate you listening in on the podcast. Uh, we really appreciate all of your feedback uh, and everything, all the comments and everything that we've gotten so far, which has been great. Very positive. Um, yeah, very, very positive feedback. So please reach out to us. Like I said before in previous episodes, if you have our numbers, email, whatever, please reach out to us um, and let us know what you think. Also, look us up on Instagram as well. We just got an Instagram yeah. page up there. Um, it's the day one perspective. You can give us a follow up there again leave us some comments shoot us some messages you can reach out to us up there uh as well youtube yeah yeah they're gonna love episode three because our camera cut off at like oh did it just cut off seven minutes ago eight minutes ago oh i didn't even realize that it's okay yeah yeah it'll be all right yeah we'll we'll overlay a logo with the audio you'll still be able to hear it you just won't be able to see everything but it's okay that's probably better people don't want to stare at my mug learning experience (laughs) our new finding our why is finding a new camera with a good battery um so but again thank you guys so much for listening we look forward to sharing episode four with you guys which will be out and probably about a week a week week and a half maybe just because i'll be in australia um but again thank you guys so much and we'll see you in the next one see you later